0: For planners, crypto for planners, crypto for planners, crypto for planners. You are now tuned in to crypto for planners. All financial advisors are welcome to crypto for planners, crypto for planners.
1: Welcome back to the crypto for planners podcast, the only CFP that honestly matters. I'm joined today by fellow CDA member CFP Adam Burke of Burke Wealth Management. Adam, thank you so much for your time today.
0: Pleasure to be here,
1: Adam. You and I have some of the best conversations about sort of the the, the, the financial planning space, the crypto space, um, and I just I'm very grateful for your time. I guess I, I want to start first off with. Um, you have this incredible social media presence that you've got going on. Um, you are active in making videos for the Planner Dow and the CDAA on TikTok, and you you, you seem to have a, a, a knack at simplifying complex topics, and making them very easy for people to understand. So before we kind of get into all the things we want to talk about, which would take hours, let's let's help an advisor understand like sort of what you're doing, sort of how you've come about those decisions, and then maybe give us some feedback how it's going.
0: Yeah, thank you. Um, It's great to be here. First off, you're giving me too much credit. (laughs) So, um, you know, I I do my best. I have fun with it. Um, You know, and yes, you know, I did take on the responsibility and the opportunity to build a presence on TikTok uh, for the Planner DAO, which has been great. The truth is, I have not been very active on that account. But what I did do to kick things off was pretty much like a video for every day for a couple months. We got to like 3000 followers. I got to sort of learn the ins and outs of TikTok. I think from an editing and just like a production standpoint, you can create some really cool videos. Uh, it's not all dancing, uh, for people out there that, <laughs> um, you know, you can have no rhythm and create content on food or digital assets, whatever you want and have some fun. Um, that's very but-
1: safe. That's a very, very helpful distinction for most yeah. of us. Yeah.
0: So, you know, like I, I like to, um, you know, I like to mix my own content up with things that are outside the box. I, I, you know, there's people out there that are phenomenal at sort of the fundamentals of personal finance and will hit on, you know, rules of thumb and budgeting and all that stuff, which is super important. But for me, I get bored of that very quickly. So it's been Mm. refreshing to create some content for the Planner DAO account. Um, you know, on digital assets from just an educational standpoint, of course, not advice, and then just on the personal side, kind of mixing it up, um, which which is always fun.
1: That's awesome. So, when when you post these these videos, um, what are the kind of interactions or what's the kind of response that that you're seeing? Are are people just just liking sharing reposting are they asking questions has it led to engagement for either the dower for yourself?
0: Yes um, so this will not be a surprise to you or anyone out there uh, but when um, you know things were booming there was a lot of engagement right and and now you know with this recent meltdown it it has also gone down um you know and so I think that you know, it it tests your own why to how you're spending your time Mm -hmm. and energy and sort of uh you know are your actions aligned with what you said out loud to yourself and or others meaning is this something i really want to learn about for the long term or am i just doing this because it's the hot thing and so um you know so engagement has gone down. I mean, the reality is we all know everybody listening knows like there's a, the majority of people out there are trying to get rich quick. And if that's the case, then they're not going to find my content valuable, which is why it has sure. way less views than the people uh, telling you what to buy and what to do. Right. Um, yeah. But uh, for me, it's, it's not about the views. It's not about the likes. And I think over time, the more comfortable and confident you get in yourself, uh, the more that becomes true. And then, you know, the content you create is truly a reflection of you and your why and your interests, et cetera. Um, so it's been a learning curve for me, you know, as I'm creating that, that digital asset educational content, um, I'm learning as I go, right? Uh, and mm-hmm. I think it's, it's important for, for people to understand, like, look, yeah, I might have a few letters behind my name, but guess what? This stuff is complex. There's a lot here, uh, to unpack, and it's just kind of you know doing a little bit at a time.
1: No, that's that that's helpful, and I I think again it's it's been it's been a tremendous help to the CDA and the Planner Out community to have a presence in a place where you know honestly you know financial professionals have you know kind of rolled their eyes at, and I think sometimes we forget that you know life doesn't happen in a vacuum you know and so when we don't engage in certain spaces or in certain ways to you know maybe a different demographic than our traditional you know 50 60 plus year old with money that something else will fill that void and in the, in the case of you know crypto especially i think it's like exhibit 101 of what happens when professionals are not present in the space, it gets filled with people who are just simply not. Um, I remember seeing a um an island boys uh TikTok video oh, about yeah. them singing singing about they were singing about Bitcoin going to the moon. Mm. Okay. So for those of you who don't know the Island Boys are um in fact are they like a South Florida like at yeah, some point? Yeah I mean, they're, they're... I, I'm in Florida too. I'm not happy to claim you know the <laughs> Island Boys as representative of our state. But they they they're the ones that have sort of these dreads and tattoos all over. They are they look like they're twelve, um, but they are like incredible, famous crypto you know TikTok influencer kind of people. And they were singing about this song. I think it had like a hundred thousand views. It's like, do you know how many times a day someone has to be watching that? I mean, you're talking about a hundred plus views a day for an entire year to get to numbers like that. And that's, that's what, that's what is in the, the void of, you know, financial professionals not speaking up in these mediums that are really impactful to a different demographic.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, the Island boys. Yeah. If, if you don't know who they are, <laughs> you know, um, you'll be okay. If you don't know who, who they are, <laughs> but um, yeah, man, I like, I experienced it like I caught myself watching all these hype influencers um, and like, there's a lot of them out there, which I, you know, there's no point in naming them, but it's like their views are through the roof and there are exceptions to the rule. There are some great people out there that simply are marketing geniuses and get to that level. Very few. There's a lot more of the Island boy type people. And you know, what's crazy, what I've actually witnessed, as a user on these platforms is you'll, you've seen a transition with some of the big names, not them, other big names that actually have some financial savvy, but certainly are there for the wrong reasons, telling you what to buy, et cetera. But some of them have actually, you'll actually hear the, the term dollar cost average come out of their mouth now, <laughs> which is a win because those people have a large yeah. audience and they're actually introducing this concept to their audience. So like at the end of the day, like the crash and regulation, like you're seeing it. Like if you you were to say, Adam, describe how you're seeing it and it, the benefits of it, that would be an example. And yeah. so like, I literally have had, I have conversations with people in my network, friends, acquaintances all the time as we all do, but I have, I, I get to engage with a lot of people. Here in Miami, networking, etc., and a lot more people know what dollar cost averaging is now. As a result, and mm. so um, there's certainly a lot of noise. And I think part of our job is to help demystify the noise.
1: No, that's that. That's great. And again, thank you for being a force for for that as well. Um, you know, you mentioned you like to to mix it up with your content, and um, you know, we're we're going to kind of pivot to a completely different. Um, kind of conversation, but it's one that you and I had um, where we were basically mixing it up with sort of what we're seeing um, in the advisor space for um, what I would categorize as, as people like us. So we're talking individuals, one, two man sort of operations that you know are under a hundred million. Um, and we were just, we, we had this really great conversation about some of the realities and the, the maybe the the tides that we see changing um, that that honestly doesn't really even get talked about a whole lot. And, you know, again, Adam, I've, I've always appreciated your insight and your honesty. So I apologize for kind of putting you on the spot. But, you know, we were talking about how, you know, and maybe this got, maybe let's put some context. So for those of you who don't know, Schwab bought TD Ameritrade couple years ago. And they finally gave a deadline for basically summer of next year for all the TD Ameritrade reps to like figure their stuff out because they can't stay there anymore. And the majority of the people that, that chose TD were smaller advisors. Like they, they, they had a minimum that was, you know, much more attainable, They would let you plug in and grow. I think they were even connected to the XY Planning Network community. And so it was just a very natural thing for a small individual, one, two man kind of team to to end up with. And what's happening now is that that option is going away. And the minimums, the custodial minimums for assets under management for Schwab and Fidelity and Perishing and some of the like, you know, the biggest players are, are just simply too high for the smaller advisor to to really you know to to, to to attain. So what what are some of the things that you're seeing and maybe some of the thoughts that you have about it seems like the, the these tides are shifting that things are kind of getting mixed up now and um, you know maybe just kind of we'll just start there and again we yeah. I, we've always had really good conversations about these these sort of trends and things that are happening in the space to advisors who are, are a little smaller.
0: Yeah, I love our conversations and, and, and they're always insightful and I always learn a lot from you. And like you said, I, I think that as a result, like that's a, that's a huge deal, like what you just talked about with TD. I believe, uh, and I think we're already starting to see this, um, and I'll share sort of my day to day, what I look at, and, and, and I think that backs this up is we're going to see a enhanced amount of consolidation. Uh, I think we're going to see the you know billion dollar assets under management firms acquire s- several smaller ones. And I actually think even like the um, $100 million AUM RIAs, I think they're going to really take a close look at their business plan and consider buying one or two or three smaller books. Maybe it's adding you know, an advisor with 20 million, one with 40, right, one with 50, and really sort of building their AUM strategically that way. Um, and, and and you know, in my own sample size, I'm seeing it. And I'll open up with this because this might be valuable for others to hear. You know, I'm a super small, basically not even, you know, a blip in the radar AUM. I've, you know, learned a lot in these last three years of building my, AU, my RIA from scratch, but The truth is, I'm looking in the mirror and saying, I don't want to go uphill trying to work with millennials and build this book. I think we're in a season of change. And to Mm -hmm. your point, I think you got to get brutally honest with what direction you want to go in. And I'm seriously considering joining a $100 million AUM or some other opportunities that exist to scale that way, because mm. there's going to be so many advisors and smaller books looking to join and be plugged in. And obviously they need to make sure it's the right fit, right? And, and culture and etc. But I think it's a massive opportunity. So I think this season of change is the time to explore opportunities and build with a team. And I think those that have the resources and the money to really make those moves are going to potentially benefit tremendously as a result of that e yeah. news.
1: I, I love that you use that word. This is a season of change. And inside that change is always opportunity. You know, there, there's always going to be sort of new ways to kind of, you know, have the, 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 the quality of life because let's face it, most advisors got into this space because there was a really high quality of life. I, my father was a CPA, and I grew up watching him be enslaved to tax season and then year in planning, you know, and it was like you would just kind of wave goodbye from you know February to April because it was just incredibly demanding on, on his time. And so growing up, it was like, well, son, are you going to take over the CPA business? I was like, absolutely not. Like who, who would want that kind of life? So we, we have, we've enjoyed a very high quality of life. You know, there is platforms and technology and um, systems that have made it very easy to operate as a small individual RA. And the flip side is, you know, we've we've been hearing these trends that, like, you know, the sort of lifestyle advisor stuff, you know, may be going away. It it hasn't really been real until this kind of moment, when again, this this sort of watershed TD, the custodial home of all you know, patron individual RAA reps, is going away, and mm-hmm. yes there are some really good, you know, um, you know, tech forward options with like an altruist and a betterment and and there, there are options and guess what, that the sea of change will, will bring on many more, you know, platforms and options, but you brought up this thing with opportunity. And and this is what I, 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 I took from our really good conversation, which was, this is, this is really a chance for an advisor to, to be brutally honest about what they want. And, I, I know for me, I got stuck sort of trying to just maintain my book of business while I was in a season of like family, you guys know, I have four crazy kids, you know, I didn't always have four, I went from two, I had identical twins. And so like the past seven years has been just like, how do I just maintain sanity in life? And so I I got stuck in this pattern of just sort of maintaining, right? Like I, I, I just wanted the status quo to kind of be the same until, you know, my kids stopped drawing on, you know, the drawing on the walls with permanent markers and stuff like that. Right. And so the problem with that is that there is no true neutral, like you're either growing or you're declining. Like it's, it's not the the laws of thermodynamics still apply. And so it was, it was definitely a, a hard Lesson for me to comprehend that look, I, I am actually not going, I'm actually not growing, I'm actually not maintaining the status quo. I'm actually in decline. Clients were spending down assets, you know, the the, the referrals and the money in. And so I had the same kind of conversation of what, what is it that you want to be a part of? How are you going to find this growth? Is it just going to come from the market? Because that's the other part, right? The the market was really good the last decade in providing us with growth. That did not have to be organic. It mm. could easily just come from you know market performance. Hey, you 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 picked a good growth stock, good growth story. You, you introduced them to crypto. That took care of all of the you know AUM growth you needed for that year. So, um, anyways, I, I'm I'm so sorry for going down this crazy rant and then also like the therapy session of you know me and my uh, my kids' <laughs> life man. choices. Um, no, you're those are it. things that and we we think about.
0: Listen, no, that's 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 great. It's relatable and you know i think too often whether it's on social media or in podcasts all we hear is the highlights and why this is going to be great and why everybody's going to adopt you know digital assets within x time period and the reality is we don't know when right like how things unfold what the timeline of these things are and ultimately yeah you got to get really honest with yourself look in the mirror whether it's personally or professionally you got to say Am I going down the direction? Am I going in the direction that I want to go in? And sometimes it's, it, there's a lot of figuring out, of course, um, in all aspects. But for me, I'll share, you know, something and, you know, v, you know openly v- vulnerable to, to that honesty. And it's, look, I no longer want to build alone. Yeah. That is the conclusion after the reflection, understanding this season of change we're in. I, yeah, I think that
1: that is, that's an incredible um, reality that again, I think that the change um, is seeing because it's funny we, that I think is really what we both connected on and that for 19 years, I was on an Island doing my own little thing, perfectly content um, until all these different headwinds started to get stronger. And it started to make me go, you know what, that, this is probably not going away. And ha- I mean, I'm just, you know, it's like, I mean, again, I'm going to date myself because I know the Bob Seeger <laughs> song, like running against the wind. Like that's kind of how it felt like you're just headfirst trying to keep moving forward with these massive gusts coming, you know, in your face. And so I had the same conclusion that building alone and trying to, to be on an Island was no longer, Viable for me, it did not allow me to 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 scale growth, you know. And and having my own brand and having my own messaging and having my my own unique way of doing everything was what was was helpful to a point. But then it it, it, it I started to view it as a trade off, right? Like yes, I can literally do things my own way, and I can pick the color of my logo and be content and happy that it's the best ever. But the trade-off is my my compliance costs are insane. Yeah. The, the trade-off is, I actually don't have you know systems in place to to help me scale this message. And so, you know it, that this is the the challenges that we all face. And, and to be fair, just because you and I both arrived at that you know conclusion is not at all an endorsement for it. It's just you have to ask these questions. And I think that in the midst of this change, in the midst of this macro picture it's a very healthy thing to encourage advisors to say, look, just take some time to actually, you know, work on your business. You know, I, I I will say the one thing that, that my father always used to tell me is like, look, you have to be your best client. And oftentimes, you know, it's that old saying, like, you know, the, the, was the cobbler's kids have no shoes. Like, you know, that we oftentimes are so busy giving financial advice and business advice and planning to our clients that we're sort of like getting the table scraps of our own planning. And, and in this case, this is a season for you to be your best client. Sit down, take a good look at, at your business, your operations, your practice, what, what your plans are to, to actually have experience growth that's maybe organic and not just reliant on the market to deliver it for you and figure out what's going to work best. Maybe you've got an incredible brand and it's growing and you've got multiple revenue streams because you're podcasting and you're, that's all good. Just do the work and be your best client.
0: I love that. I couldn't agree more. And and something you hit on is worth repeating. Maybe the reflection results in you saying, this is exactly what I want to continue to do. Or yeah. maybe it's not. Yeah, no,
1: I... I think again, we 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 definitely get uh swept up into the chaos. And again, when markets get tough and clients, you know, are, are have more questions. Um, you know, I always did find it interesting that you know we we tend to work twice as hard uh in these tougher times and it's for a reduced pay. That's not a you know a, a fee only uh kind of argument, but it's it's just a reality that when when things become challenging, we we get spread very thin, you know, as advisors and the last place that you tend to kind of turn to is your own practice, your own business. And because of these seismic changes, and and you said it earlier, and it's it's the truth, TD going away is not just another story in the business financial world. That is a massive seismic shift. There are not 10 other TD alternatives. There might be like three. Mm. And of those three, two are very like tech forward platforms that require you to do digital onboarding. Okay. Well, again, like I've always told you, my old Tampa clients, they don't do digital onboarding. I can barely get them to check their AOL email account because Mm -hmm. they don't, they, they, you know, again, my 87 year old sweet lady, uh, you know, is not going to digitally onboard her trust account Mm. to these platforms. So it's, it's a big deal in that there's just not a lot of good options. You're, you're, universe of like, you know, being able to choose all these things has shrunk tremendously. And those are realities, right? You, you have to understand those trade-offs. Um, so I, I, I don't, I don't want this to be like Adam and, you know, Justin preaching at, at the, the small guy, but you, you and I had these, had these conversations and because of sort of being where we are, you know, in our own networks and the planner community, we're, we're hearing it from others. And so, we wanted to kind of share it with you guys, sort of just bring it top of mind and just kind of put the challenge out there. I mean, we encourage you, be your best client. And if you need someone to talk to, if you need someone to have a conversation with, that's what the Planner Dow community is for. Come come, ask those questions and see who replies, see who can help you. Maybe someone's had a good experience someplace they can plug you in, recommend some different options. That The power of the community and the collaborative nature of the DAO should be a a powerful tool to counteract the season that we're in.
0: Definitely. And and that's kind of arriving at my conclusion. You know, I realized that I missed the team dynamic. Um, So I got that through the DAO, um, which is really powerful. And then obviously the byproduct of being in the community is you're networking and meeting people and you're having some one-on-ones and you're 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 expanding sort of your horizon of opportunities if you do want to explore those, and so it's just a great place to be. It, it, it's awesome to have you uh, to bounce these ideas off of and, and get insight from. And we do have a um, we have a happy hour next week, uh, I believe on the fifteenth. So you know if you're in the DAO and you're available that day that night obviously join us. Uh, we'd love to see you. And if you are not in the group, in the community yet, uh, come on in.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll provide links in the show notes so that you can check it out. It's completely free. Um, you know, just because it has DAO in the name does not make it sort of weird and, and like some crazy discord thing that you may or may not get. It's it's just it's literally a online community of like-minded advisors. So um Adam, I I think that's that's a great encouragement. Um again, we we definitely need to embrace this unique season uh, and, and use it as an opportunity because in, in the midst of change, there's always opportunity. Um, you know, I, I was always uh, something I remember having conversations with clients about who were just nervous about the future. You know, they're nervous about the the, the changing dynamics and um, again, being in Florida, a lot of this was real estate driven. Um, and so I, I always just say, you know, the, the amazing thing about where we live is the, the change in real estate demand is an opportunity. Someone is going to figure out how to build a space that has a work from home, uh, you know, component versus maybe like a traditional dining room, you know, just that's a dumb example, but it's the reality that inside these changes is the opportunity that someone someone can really capitalize on. Someone can embrace a new, different way of doing something, and we, we experience that a lot, and so... Change can be unnerving, but inside of it is tremendous opportunity to to grow and do something unique and different than maybe has worked in the past, you know, 10, 20 years.
0: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more.
1: Well, I think we're going to wrap there, Adam. I really appreciate your time. Again, if you have any questions about the... PlannerDAO's TikTok experience or, or anything, Adam is on uh, the, the Planner PlannerDAO community. He's always quick to engage and answer questions. Uh, again, the, the, the power of collaboration is, is real. We invite you to it. Uh, that's been the Crypto for Planners podcast, the most interesting CFP in the financial planning world. Stay crypto, my friends.